a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. As we round out our program today, if you're uh, just catching up, you want to make sure you go check out the podcast at kslpodcast.com. Uh, we had a great conversation earlier with H.R. McMaster, uh, former national security advisor and someone who understands what it is like to be in the room where it happens and how that does happen. And especially as it relates to Afghanistan, what we need to have happen uh, in terms of where we go from here and where the administration and a lot of our conversation today has been around uh, what is taking place as it relates to Afghanistan. Uh, I'm not so interested in the finger pointing, placing blame, shoulder shrugging conversation of not my fault, not my job. Uh, somebody else is responsible. Uh, we've had enough of that. Uh, we need to make sure we're getting to something very clear and very specific. It was something that H.R. Uh, McMaster said was that, look, if if nothing else, if nothing else, take everything else out of the way, the thing the president could have done and should have done yesterday is to reframe or to refocus the objective. Uh, we were talking offline and, and just recognizing how critical it is to be very specific in terms of your goals. The, the rule of thumb is, is that when we talk about things in generalities, we very rarely succeed. But when we talk about things in the specific, we very rarely fail. And that is true whether you are having your own individual goal for weight loss or getting fit or getting an education or whether it's the United States government. When we talk about things in sweeping generalities, we very rarely succeed. But when we talk about the specific, we very rarely fail. And I think one of the challenges the administration has had over the last month or so relating to Afghanistan is it has been a series of sweeping generalities in terms of assessment. What do we really know? Where are we really? What What's happening on the ground? What does that mean? And so we've spoken in terms of generalities as opposed to talking of the specifics of this is where we are, here's where we're going to go, and here's how we're going to do it. Now, obviously, when it comes to combat, you're not going to give your opponent, your enemy, the specifics of your plan. Uh, but surely you can communicate a more specific outcome that you want to the people you're trying to lead. And to me, that is one of the current failures of the administration. Again, take all the politics out of it. Take whatever you are on the spectrum out of it. From a clear, concise, here is our mission. This is what we're going to do. 
Uh, we haven't had that kind of conversation with the administration, and the president did not do that yesterday. Uh, and he did it in the midst of uh, some other things that made it very confusing, it made it very confusing here at home. It made it very confusing around the world. And, and so how do we get to those specifics? That's, that's to me, the, the essence of it all is how do we get down to the, the nitty-gritty of what we need to do? And what does the president need the American people to do? And he's he's not giving anyone anything other than it's not my fault. And he can't he can't drive on that. Uh, I think the reason that the president's poll numbers and we'll talk about these poll numbers more tomorrow and not just from a winning and losing election standpoint. I think the biggest thing that the administration is worried about internally from what I'm hearing from Washington is that they're very worried that people's confidence in President Biden and the administration to lead uh, has suffered significantly. The poll numbers uh, are dropping in a significant way in terms of people being confident in the president, even in things where the president has really enjoyed some some strong support uh, from Democrats and from some Republicans, kind of the center left to center right. Uh, have been very much on board and have given the president in his first six months some pretty high approval ratings. Uh, And uh, since the last 60 days, uh, those numbers uh, are dropping even on things like the handling of the pandemic. Uh, Even though uh, he hasn't really changed course in in terms of a lot of that, uh, people are starting to be less confident. And I don't think it has anything to do with the way he's handling the pandemic. I think it has everything to do with the way he's handling Afghanistan, uh, because I think the American people uh, aren't following the nitty gritty every day uh, like some of us do. But most of the American people are out there raising their families, working at their jobs, trying to make a difference in their community. All the things that will make and keep this country extraordinary, by the way, we shouldn't lose sight of that specific. Uh, but few are really trying to to knuckle it all down into into the specifics on all of these. And so what you end up having is someone suddenly starts to lose confidence in a president over a particular issue, and then that bleeds over and they start to lose confidence in that leader's ability on many issues. And I'm sure you've seen this in your communities. I'm sure you've seen this uh, in your businesses, in your jobs and careers. You can have a leader that's cruising along, People think, okay, everything's going great. And then they they either have a bad situation, they handle something poorly, they have a big failure, and suddenly that confidence starts to unravel. And the ability of a leader to counter that, to stop that unraveling, to stabilize the base, secure the foundation, and build again, is really the test of leadership. Uh, we talked with Maria Shaleos about this earlier today. In a good weather and a calm sea, every boat has a great captain. So just think about that. (laughs) On a calm sea, on a good weather day, every boat has a great captain. But when the weather changes and the sea gets a little rough and suddenly you got a a raging sea or a megastorm coming at you or a big wave, then you find out what kind of captain you really have on your boat. And I think that's what a lot of people are assessing right now. 
How is the Biden administration doing on a stormy sea? It's the test. And just to be clear, you can apply this again at every single level of government and every company or organization and even the teams and departments within that company. You can see it. I used to always say when I did my consulting work that cash flow covers a multitude of sins in an organization. When a company has money coming in the door or they're not worried about making payroll, uh, it covers all kinds of problems that should be addressed that don't get addressed because the sea is calm (laughs) or the weather is nice or things are going along well. Uh, Cash flow covers a multitude of sins. And the same is true in politics. When things are going well, yeah, everybody's a good leader. Uh, I've always said that presidents of both political parties uh, get way too much credit for when the economy is good and way too much blame for when the economy is bad. And both sides uh, seem to be offending on that front. And then, of course, when things do go bad, then everything changes. And suddenly leadership is really required. And to me, the, the test for many leaders is, one, what do you do when the sailing is good? Do you just kick back and enjoy it and ride along and pat yourself on the back at how awesome you are and how great things are? And then the next test is when things go bad, are you ready? Uh, Because the storm uh, just reveals the leader. It just reveals what the leader really is. And so there's two parts to that. So one, what do you do when the sailing is good and the storm is calm? Do you ride along? Uh, Do you let cash flow cover a multitude of problems and challenges in your organization? Or are you the kind of leader that's planning ahead? I think one of the the biggest tests for any leader uh, and for any nation or society, by the way, the success, the challenges, what do you do? What do you do when it's going good? The most dangerous day in the life of a company is the day they hit number one. It's the day they grab market share. Uh, the day they get a nice glowing report in the Wall Street Journal or they go public. That's a dangerous day. Why? Because many so-called leaders uh, just rest on their laurels. They kind of drift into that checklist mentality. They start doing the minimum standard just enough to get by. Uh, Mediocrity is a challenge. Mediocrity is a big challenge. Again, if things are going well, you can just kind of settle in and rock along. And the thing we have to remember, and we're going to talk about this more tomorrow and throughout the end of the week, uh, and that is there are a lot of things happening in this country right now that mirror exactly the decline of Great Britain and what took place in between World War I and World War II as a social agenda really rose in the United Kingdom as their spending went out of control, they surpassed that magic 100% of GDP to debt ratio, which, by the way, we're at 106% now. Great Britain also had a pandemic to deal with. They were dealing with uh, incidents all around the British Empire. And people at home were wanting government to do more and people to do less. Uh, it's, it's pretty eye-opening and a little bit sobering. And so, yeah, we are are in the midst of a storm. We do have a, a lot of challenges home and abroad. 
but we can do this. We just got to get specific. We got to get focused and we got to keep the conversation elevated and forward moving. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.